The Amateur Skeptics Podcast presents Dog Days. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is not safe for women, children, men, or pets, and definitely not safe for work. Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 184. Joining this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. I built over 80 pounds of Ikea yesterday. And Mad Cat. Present. I did not build any Ikea, but I did go to a wedding. Wow, impressive. And, of course, the dumbass himself. (laughs) Hello, sexy people. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, did you take a look at that? That's going to be fun, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, boy, we have have all sorts of fun stuff tonight. We have the Naked Attraction, the game show from Britain. We have Ken Ham and his, and you know his, uh, and he wants to, he wants to take, but he's taking back the rainbows. We have anti-vax stuff, and we have coffee that's good for your penis. <laughs> All right, well, how's everybody doing okay. this evening? Yeah, penis coffee. Doing, doing good. pretty good. Good. Plum tuckered. Plum tuckered. Yeah, I eat pounds of IKEA. What for? Headboard. Oh, headboard. For knocking boots. I mean, you got to have a good headboard, right? Because you want it to hit the back, hit the wall, so people know what's going on, right? Uh, this one leans against the wall. Right, so that does it, it bump? Well, yeah, does it bump? That's the question we want. Everybody wants to know. No, but the slats on the bed creak. <laughs> oh wow, that works. Yeah, that might be. That might be. That's just as good. Just as long as the, yeah. so that your neighbors know what's going on. By the way, we have uh, guest panelists tonight for the time being. Yeah. Ichabob is out here. Ichabob, and uh, she'll Bob. comment from time to time. Her most recent comment uh, was neat. Neat. Ichabob has a That's very cute. has a very light voice though compared to some she's, of the others. She's She's quiet except during certain times when she screams, but for the most part, she's very, very quiet. Okay. So she which just one says, of us does she think is neat? Yeah, right? Uh, I think she was talking about the article. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, well. She, she alternates between neat and wow and <laughs> Neat, wow, well, and purr. Her. Her. Good girl. Okay. She says purr. Her. All right, well. Purr. Do we have anything else? Of course, Ian is out at, you know, uh, gallivanting, um, you know. At uh, is this Myths and Legend Con? Yeah, it's Myths and Legend Con. I'm not sure if they're actually celebrating the series Gallivant. They're not. <laughs> um, I know. What, I'm, I'm also, back one? Well, no, I, I am oh. also not sure if Ian has the singing voice to match that. Lorelai, yes, uh, not necessarily Ian. He's never going to beat Weird Al. That's for. Sure. That is true, <laughs> but you know, hey, hey, they're the monks. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> okay, Mad Cat. What time is it? Oh, right there. What's Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation brought to you by the Dumbass Media. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. I was really afraid that you were going to spend some time beating around the bush there. <laughs> nah, no beating. <laughs> what I have for you—you you you can't be beating around the bush. You, you gotta—it's it, gotta be like closer to the bush. <laughs> you gotta take it full head on. <laughs> is it—is it, is it kind of like teasing yeah. though? If you beat around the bush, I mean, you can—you know—I mean, you, you, you take your well, time, right? You don't go yeah, straight for the bush. It, yeah, that would that would be teasing. Yes. <laughs> Have some, you know, it's foreplay. Why don't you tell us about naked attraction? Right. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, naked attraction. Come on. A, a coworker turned me on to this show, and so here, this is a British game show. It's a dating show. Did you guys take a look at this? You probably didn't. I mean, you you couldn't have watched it. You probably didn't. You haven't watched it. So. Um, it is. It's on Channel Four, which I'm not exactly sure how the, how that works. So there's a BBC, and then there's some other channels, I guess. And so the the way that the show is set up is that the the dating show the, the way that this works is that pretty much everybody is naked. You know, the host never gets naked. And so you have well, you, that's no fun. Well, isn't it? I know, right? So you have mm. the, the the it's no fair. The the host should be naked too. Well, but join in with them. And it, but really, oh, though, yeah. the, the host isn't participating in the selection process, right? They're, they're just guiding, right? I don't know. I, whatever. They're just they, guiding. They okay. show moral support. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send in a comment. Um, should be like a Bjorn wedding. 
So the way that this works is that uh, it starts out. You, you have one person that is the the picker, and then you have you have six people in different colored boxes that are that are the uh, that they can choose from, and they <laughs> and they start out, and, and of course everybody in the boxes is naked, and so and in that box can. You know, they can either be six people of the same sex, six people of the opposite sex, or a mix. So I've said they 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 they've done it all 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 three ways, and so they show these people okay. from the waist down in the first round. So they and they go around and they talk about what they like or they dislike. That they might have them turn around so they can see their butts, and you know, and 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 they'll you know they they'll look at penises and they'll look at labias and. You know they'll go through and, they, and, they, and they're they're judging to see what you know. I mean they're they're, they're talking about what which features they find attractive and what they don't. And then at the end of the round, they have to eliminate one person based on just what they what they can see. And then you know it comes up, then they come out and you know and maybe say a little something or walk off, and so you get to see the person. <coughs> so you get to see who they didn't, and then you get a little little quip with them. So the the way that the rounds work is then it's you know the midsection and they eliminate, and then it's the whole person they eliminate, and then and then. They ask each person um, what what they like about their body and what they don't like about their body, and so each person goes through and answers the question that the three that are left, and then uh, and and then of course before before each one of them, the, the the she she'll encourage the picker oftentimes to guess what the voice is going to be like, and usually they're completely wrong. Occasionally they'll they'll get it, but most of the time it seems it seems like they're totally off on it. Uh, I should mention the presenter is Anne uh, Richardson. Who and she she describes herself as a bisexual who's and so she feels like she's you know the perfect person to host the show having you know dated both um, and so then they eliminate somebody and then they see them see each other face to face and then they eliminate somebody um, and uh, so and then basically and then the picker comes out naked and the two that are left they they get to you know talk about the about the picker's you know body and and then and then she picks one of them and they go on a date. And you see them on a date, and then three weeks later, there's a follow up. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a interesting uh, twist on the whole dating uh, on a dating game. And and as far as I can tell, it's no better and worse than than you know any of these other dating game shows. I don't know what the actual statistics are on how well these things work out, but you know when you They're when they're supposed the, to work. Uh, well, that's that's the thing I wonder. Particularly, I mean, you're I mean, all you're doing is, and I, I guess you're always, you know, I mean, it's, it's a it's physical attraction that is the the is the first thing you do, and when you're um you know before you start dating anyway, before you even know anything about the person, you look at them and decide whether or not you think they're attractive. So, I don't I don't think that it's any better or worse than you know than picking somebody at a bar. I mean, you know, except for clothes, my hide more stuff. The exact opposite of the traditional dating game type show. Where you in those types of shows you don't see them at all, and all you get to do is ask them questions. That's true. It's kind of the opposite of of, of one of those types of shows. Yeah, it's it. I found it interesting. I mean, it's not overly um, sexy, right? I mean, it's just people's I mean, just people standing there. So it's kind of it's kind of cool, you know, because each person is sitting in the box, listening to what these people have to say about them and the other contestants. So I, I would to me, it seems extremely awkward. <laughs> it does seem extremely awkward, and I mean, like, of course. Um physical attraction is one factor that plays into uh, uh, whether you want to talk to a person or not. But like most of the time, if you're going on a date, if you're going to plan on going on a date for some with somebody, you do want to talk to them a little bit first and uh, get to know about their personality and stuff. I would think um, it, it seems like that when yeah. they come back, they, you, you can kind of see some of them definitely got off really well. And others are like, well, we might date a little bit more. And then others... I think they have said no. And one, one, and one of the shows that I watched, the um, the one, the person who was chosen didn't even show back up. So apparently, <laughs> they, they 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 went on the went on the initial date. He thought everything went well, and she never responded to his calls or texts, and, and didn't show up for the follow up. So that one clearly didn't work. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. So unless I, she went away on family vacation or something, you never know. I think she called and said she wasn't coming. It said they they they, they seem to indicate that. She said she wasn't going to show up, so I, I don't know exactly why. You know, it would have been, it would be really cool to see. Maybe a she got shy later. all of a sudden. It could be, yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> I don't. I mean, after you after you expose I, I wanted yourself, to show like my that. body on national television, and now all of a sudden, I, I I think I'll be a little shy. Well, can can you imagine? I mean, that there is. I mean, it it could kind of creep up on you. Um, you know, later in life, or or even you know later, it's like, oh, what did I just do? Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's a just good point. Like, uh, 
just like the uh, stallion, Italian. Yeah. So Italian I mean, stallion. as far as far as far as like you know uh, uh, any of those game shows, you know, picking a person. And uh, it seems, I mean, it seems as good as any of the others, except for you get to see naked people, which I thought was great. Okay, are the naked people censored or? No, no, not at all. None of them. Nope. You can watch them all. They bear it all. Okay, is this like, is this paid television or is it like just a public thing? I, I can't tell you. I don't know enough about Channel 4. I, I don't know. Oh, what I know about England does have a different way of um, setting up the TV system, though. Yeah, I think after a certain time of night, you can have uh, nudity on television, can't you? And and like depending on the after BBC that you are. So is, so is this a late night show then? Uh, I would have to assume. I I don't actually know enough about that. I don't know when it when it's on. The only other thing I know about Channel Four is that 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 is the um, television uh, uh, channel that um, had Green Wing on it, and so that's all I know. And Green Wing was funny too, but no nudity. So anyway. Is it, it, I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun show. And that is what Ian and Dumbass are masturbating to this week. Yeah, baby. I am sure. <laughs> are you sure Ian's not masturbating to some some woman dressed in a leather corset and brass goggles? I think he's masturbating to whatever Lorelai says he masturbates to. That's what I think. Well, that depends on if she's got his phone or not. <laughs> Ah, bigotry. And the rainbow today has become so associated with a movement that is so anti-God, anti-the Bible, anti-Christian, that I just believe this time we stood up in the culture and said, you know what, we're taking the rainbow back, because as Christians, if we don't do something about those that are continually pushing their anti-God agenda on the culture, we'll continue to lose our culture. And so we decided that the uh, life-size Noah's Ark, so every night we've lit it with the colors of the rainbow uh, as, as a sign to the world uh, that God's Word is true. And I tell you, when we did that and I tweeted that we were taking the rainbow back and we have permanently lit the Ark with the rainbow, my Twitter blew up by LGBT supporters <laughs> and uh, the LGBT people, and they accused me of hate. Uh, they got on my Facebook, accused me of hate. And you know the interesting thing? The posts I saw, the tweets I saw, were so hate-filled, full of expletives, sexual perversion, blasphemy, and they're the ones that showed incredible hate to me, accusing me of hate because we're reminding people that 4,300 years ago, God told us what the rainbow meant. This is kind of a little follow-up. I don't, I don't, I forget, I know that we talked about the, the rainbows prior to, um, to recording the show, but I don't know if we talked about it during so we, when we we talked about the ark um last week and ken ham of course mm, yeah and he they, they're lighting up the ark with these rainbow colors and actually it looks really cool i i mean the um so if for no other reason that it looks cool go ahead and do it right what do we care but he has a specific purpose in doing it in that he wants to take the rainbow back because the rainbow was given to given to us by god 4,000 years ago after Noah's flood, it, you know, is basically his pact with the human race to not flood them again. Yeah. That's the way I understand it. Basically, that's what he seems to be indicating. The way, the way I understand this is that he may be now trying to draw attention away from the fact that his arc, his arc experience is a huge ditch to bagel, and so he's starting some other shit. Here's the thing is that I think the arc is actually doing well on its own. It isn't bringing money into the, into the city, right? But they are getting people coming to this thing. I don't think that that they are financially in um, in arrears over this. It doesn't sound like that's the case. You know, they're getting people coming to the ark. It isn't like the attendance is is low, like uh, I think people keep saying. I'd like to well, know what, what it I'd actually like is. I'd like to know how long has this ark been running so far? Uh, you One know, year? no, not even, not even, it, not even a year. Yeah, it's too early well, to call you it can't a failure. Really say much because most business do not do extremely well until at least the third year. Well, not only so, that, I think, I think it's only been open for about forty days and forty nights. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I had an experience with a relative a few years ago where they were trying to tell me that the rainbow was uh, was evil. And I pointed out to them that it was originally God's promise not to flood the earth. You know what my religious views are, and they're not religious. Right. But I happen to know my mythology. So apparently the more fundamental religions 
have been kind of having a love affair and hate affair with the rainbow for a while. Well, so here's here's um, 40, I guess it was like 39 years ago, somebody from created the LBGT flag or LBGT, yeah. L, LGBTQ flag. I guess the Q wasn't there then, but, it, you know, we have it now. It, it's, you know, it's, it's the rainbow flag that we all have, you know, it, it represents that. But that doesn't mean that's the only thing that, that rainbows are represented by. And, and Ken Ham seems you know, to be missing that know, point here. I think that uh, the leprechaun should reclaim the rainbow for themselves. Right, there you go, that's right? That's where they store their gold. <laughs> Stop <laughs> taking this away from the leprechaun, LGBTQ crowd. So here's the problem is that, uh, as Dumbass just pointed <laughs> out, clearly— other people are using this and have used it and can use it. But their problem, the big problem here is that they consider the LGBTQ community to be anti-God. And because they're anti-God, anti-Bible, anti-Christ, anti-Christianity, they're using it for an evil purpose at that point, right? So I, I don't know what your relatives were saying, um, Mac, but... Were they saying the the rainbow was was evil, or the way it was being used was being evil? See, because there's a distinction there. How can a rainbow be evil? It pops skittles on your head for five, forty days and forty nights. Kind of makes you wonder if rel- your relatives have thumbs sometimes, doesn't it? Sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes it, he said a you know he said a couple of things. I mean, he basically said that these people have an anti god agenda. Here's the thing: we're, we're putting the, he he's labeling an agenda onto them, right? I don't think that most of the time in the in the LBGT community, LBGTQ community, that they have any sort of anti-God agenda. They, I mean, certainly where where religion intersects, there's going to be problems because some people's views of, with views of religion are so extreme that, of course, you know, like Ken Ham, being gay is is an affront to God. Um, well, if, if you know, like the the LGBT community, like a, a lot of them will have like negative feelings about religion but you know it's it's not there it, it, it it's not really a stance of the lgbtq community um i think it would be more accurate uh, for ken ham to say that uh, god has an in his view has an anti-lgbtq um stance rather than that the lgbtq movement has an anti-god stance but that's what he's saying. Oh, yeah, but then he'd be putting he'd be putting words, which uh, pretty sure that's not that's a sin. So, but here's the thing: <laughs> that, no, they put you know, words into God's mouth all the time. I mean, here you you can say what would be more what would be what would be more correct for him to say, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, we, what he is saying and what he said is that he wants to take back the rainbow from the LGBTQ movement that is anti-gay, anti-bible, anti-christian, anti-christianity. Those are his words. So so he is labeling that community with those um you know with with those labels. And so right. And so of course Which is what, very inaccurate. Right. Well, okay. I've actually had the opportunity to speak with a pretty strong homosexual advocate uh, about the gay agenda, and really, it's primarily just to be fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. But here's the problem. Okay, so these communities get upset that they're being labeled this way, and what and what do they do? They attack Ken Ham, and they attack him yeah. on the internet in writing with the same kind of vitriol that he's using. You know, they yep. attack him with a bunch of hate, and so he ends up looking like a victim. And the, this is the problem, yeah. you know, that, that we're having, you know, that because they're attacking each other. And ultimately, unfortunately, Ken Ham really does look like the victim in this situation, and he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like I said, he's he came out, he's having trouble in one area, so he starts some shit in another area. I don't know. No. I mean, this is not new to him. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, but it's important to recognize it for what it is, which is that he's starting some shit to just to misdirect from his problems with. Project. I don't know, but no, that's I'm not, not true. I'm not saying the Ark Project is doing badly, but he is having trouble in the town that he put it up in because of the way he's dealing with the town. But now you're putting an agenda sued. on him. Yes, I am, and I don't know that that's true. I don't know that you can say that. That, that I mean, I'm certainly. speculating. Okay, I am speculating that his agenda. That's fine. Is to start some shit. To distract people from other shit that he's involved in. Yeah, th- and, and that's fine. And that's a fair opinion. And it may or may not be true. I don't know because he always has said this kind of stuff. This is not yeah. new to him. And so I don't I don't think it's a distraction at all. I just think it's another piece of shit that he's saying. And, and yeah, I don't think, a lot you, of shit. you think he's a dog chasing cars? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that any, 
any any agenda is an agenda for him. So I mean, any any chance he has to to you know stir the pot is all the agenda that he needs. He doesn't. He's not trying to. I mean, he well when he comes forth, at least he says you know the arc is doing fine. I think from his perspective, it is. I think his numbers are good. I think that people are coming does, to see this thing. Does that does that pot that he is stirring? Does it contain coffee tainted with Viagra like substance? Oh well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can. Uh, okay, I had a a uh, segue to that. Oh well, <laughs> we can use two segues. <clears throat> I did not mean. I did so, not mean to segue. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Yes. Tell me, why have I been putting coffee grounds in my underwear? <laughs> well, nobody said you were supposed to do that, but. If you what? were, they should be the appropriate kind of grounds. So, uh, so uh, th- this guy, uh, Albert Yee, yeah, Albert Y-E-E, he, he came across a uh, product, a uh, coffee selling in Malaysian cities. This, this coffee was, it, it's a, number one, it's an instant coffee. So I'm sorry, no coffee grounds. It has an ingredient in it that's similar to Viagra. So what it contains is, oh, I can't say this. Dismethyl, dismethyl carbodenafil, and it is similar to sedinafil citrate, which is what is in Viagra, and uh, so it's chemically similar. So the FDA took a, took a look at it, and they determined that yes, it was in there. They, um, and uh, so the it's being recalled. The company was Best Herbal Coffee LLC, which uh, that's the, I think that's the first time I've ever heard of herbal coffee so that this herbal coffee was was being bought for um, by people and uh and being used like viagra is my understanding so there's a couple of problems here i guess that the coffee is called uh copai yeah yeah traditional herbal coffee so here here's the problems is that chemical that's in there can interact with interact with nitrates and also, there's also concern that it may lower your blood pressure to dangerous levels. Now, interestingly enough, those are the exact same problems with Viagra that, that can be a concern with Viagra. Um, Viagra can, can also interfere with nitrates. And, of course, it, it changes your blood pressure because, it you know, it, it's pushing. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how it does it, it though. It, it raises it in a localized fashion. Right. And so they're able to localize it in the penis. How does that how does it work that way, though? It, well, let's see if we can Google it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so what the FDA found, though, is that it had about 13 milligrams of uh, uh, dismethyl, whatever the chemical dismethyl, is. Dismethyl carbodenafil. There we go. Dismethyl carbodenafil. I think we're, and I, and I still think that's wrong. <laughs> Probably. But, but anyway, but so I was looking up what the doses of, uh, what, right. what doses you get in Viagra, and they come in 25, 50, and 100 milligrams. So the 13 milligrams is fairly low in comparison. Well, it's it's, yeah, it's, a, it's about, about half, half the strength of the lowest Viagra, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is still kind of significant. Well, I guess yeah. if, that, that, if that's dose per um, per package, if you drink two of them, now you're at the same dose as Viagra. Yep. Yeah. So it could be and pretty significant. And it's good to keep the gang up. Now, there, there, were, there were no problems reported with it. But the other issue that they had is that it had uh, that it had milk in it. And that was not being reported. So if you had a uh, if you had a milk allergy, that you you could have a problem with the coffee as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other. Uh, so where did this uh, chemical come from? Did it like yeah, it see, said it's herbal? That it, it is does this um, chemical naturally occur in some sort of herb or something? I don't know. I didn't look up the chemical enough, and and the FDA uh, reporting didn't say how it got there. They just said that it was in there. And so that's why they were asking the uh, company to recall it, which they did do. Um, they they recalled it with uh, um, voluntarily, so they didn't force them to recall it, but they recalled it. Now this this sparks me to wonder. I've seen advertisements for what is being referred to as herbal Viagra, and it makes me wonder if some of the herbs that are in this are similar to are similar or the same herbs as what is being sold as herbal Viagra. And that's a really good question too. That would be a good follow up. Mm. And was it put in on purpose or was it an accident? See, that's what that's the question. Was it was it in, because it says herbal? Did they put something in there, or did they, or was it or is it put in there? Um, did they, I mean? And here's the thing: is that the, what we usually see with these kinds of herbal substances is that 
the the actual dosage varies quite a bit. And so if it was a consistent dose of 13 milligrams, then you've almost got to assume that it was um, that it was put yeah, there. Yeah, that it was set in there right? on that purpose. Right, they, that they knew exactly what they were doing. Now, but if it varied from every, um, from, you know, from package to package or from, you know, distribution to distribution, then you could, then you could say, well, it was probably that it might be naturally occurring. But I don't, but in this case, the FDA didn't make a judgment on that. And um, it, they just wanted it recalled. I think that uh, you'd have to do a further investigation to decide, um, you know, if, if it was deliberate or not. Hmm. Well, and it, they probably would have done that further investigation if if it had been enforced recall. Right, and since they did, since well, was the uh, was the coffee advertised as being Viagra like? I don't know. I was looking for the advertisements, and I didn't see them any. Huh. No, I found twenty ways to improve blood circulation, and uh, one is to get a <laughs> massage, and there's another one that's eating nuts. You know, I like to massage my penis. See, there you go. <laughs> like I said, get yeah, a but massage. Brian, that's. That's considered misogynistic. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I, I thought I thought it was pretty interesting, and but it's pretty straightforward. There's not, I mean, the 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 company willingly took it back, um, and I and I don't think that we should be selling it. And like you say, 13 milligrams is pretty. Um, I mean, that if that's half the dose, two cups of coffee, and you're there. There's a lot of stuff that is being sold that's very, very popular that probably shouldn't be on the market. The other, like the oh, yeah. stuff with the stuff with Garana and things like that. Yeah, yeah, those are probably uh, or taurine. Some of those things are very, 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 very potent, and they're putting taurine can, in regular people's stuff. Yeah, I guess ah, the the other thing to be in cat food. the other thing is that people can be allergic to Viagra. And I and I'm guessing since they're chemically similar, if you're allergic to Viagra, there's a reasonable chance that you'd be allergic to, um, to this similar chemical. So there, there's a potential there that if you if you were taking something and didn't know what you were taking, you thought, well, I can't take Viagra because I'm allergic to it, so I'm going to try this, and you're basically taking you know something no. the same thing that you could have an allergic reaction. How can you tell if uh, you're allergic to Viagra? Uh, I don't know. Is it is it swelling or? <laughs> <laughs> Changing color. I don't know how you know if you're allergic to Viagra. You might go into anaphylactic shock. Is that better? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I, so you get your Viagra in an EpiPen. Uh, I don't know. I, I do. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that I couldn't answer to this. I, I I would like to know more about how it got into the coffee, right? That because that is that might be the real story. Was it was it added? you know, intentionally, or is it just some herbs that they put in there? And what the hell, herbal coffee? I'd never heard of that before. I've heard of herbal coffee substitutes, but herbal coffee, that that's a new one on me. <laughs> I've, I've heard of something that maybe I, I've, I've, Sam was drinking something called yerba mate that's supposed to be similar in taste to coffee. But... Right, but that would be an alternative, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But all I can think of when I'm hearing this about the coffee with the Viagra-like substance in it is there, there was a song that I found a few years ago about Viagra in the water. Uh-oh. Yeah. So all I'm, I'm hearing is the chorus is, save your sons and shield your daughters. There's Viagra in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. It doesn't, it doesn't change your, um, your hormone levels, right? It just gives you an erection. So, if it's if it's in the water, you're just watching around, walking around with a perpetual erection. It doesn't mean you're turned on. Yeah, but the the uh, the, the whole the whole song is full of full of all these terrible jokes, like um, the husband greeting the wife with two cups of coffee and a half a dozen bagels. <laughs> uh, playing ring toss. <laughs> <laughs> or men were getting up for work and then going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A little tense. Tell yeah, me about well, the. I agree. There's um. There, there's a. There's just you, you want more information about this. Very sparse yeah. on what we know here. Okay. Scientists get fooled by fake Star Wars midichlorian study. Okay. <laughs> tell me about it. Midichlorian. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if, as a segue, how this how this coffee substance affects the midichlorian count. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, what happened on this was they got curious to see if they could what these scientific journals would do with this. So they 
these two people who identified themselves as George McLucas and Annette Ken published a, or (laughs) submitted to various different scientific journals, a, a study, which was mostly stuff about stuff from the Wikipedia case page on mitochondria with some stuff from uh, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis added in, they submitted it and it was published in, I believe four journals. You said mitochondria. Did you mean mitochondria? I did see, I didn't mean mitochondria. They took the stuff on mitochondria and and substituted the word mitochondrians. Oh, okay. So three, three published the article in the, in the scientific journals and one asked for $360. Just one. Just one asked for 360. Right. Um, it, it does go on to say that some of the better scientific journals actually sent them back responses yeah. that were filled with additional prequel meme material. But uh, <laughs> really, the fact that they got this published in the first place does call into question whether these, you know, basically whether these scientific journals that published it actually read it or reviewed it or did anything to except for just okay. slap it into their articles. So, but here, here's the question. So I have some questions for you. So what journals published it? Does not say in here. Okay. So that's a problem because we need to know what journals they were. The other thing is, is that, so which journals did not publish? Doesn't say that either. Okay. And once again, that's a very important question. And so, yes, the, and then the question is, what is the, what, what is the quality of the journals that, that did publish it? I see. Uh, they referred to them as predatory journals. Okay, but, but it doesn't also, really say what quality. They're they are. also what kind of journals are they? Okay, it doesn't say. Yeah, it does there, say. There it, lot, it does say. There are a lot of different oh, uh, they, they call them, journals out there, and a lot yeah. of them are just there to make money and print anything that so, uh, that you you'll send into them. The specific journals. One of them was that, uh, actually one of them was uh, called the Journal of the Wills. Okay, <laughs> Journal of the Wills. <laughs> Okay, here's the Never thing. Mind. We're Star Wars reference. Okay, that is a Star Wars reference. Definitely, we're, yeah. we're, I know spe- that one. The the journals <clears throat> in particular that we're talking about here are a specific type of journal, and they're called open access journals. And I don't think that these journals are necessarily always peer reviewed. I mean, here's the here's the other question that I have is that some of the other articles that I read talked about this being a peer reviewed study, or or they talked about the the questioning peer review. Did the did the midichlorian study that they submitted ever claimed to be peer-reviewed. It doesn't say anything about it being peer paper. Okay. So and the one that I'm looking at, it doesn't say it's peer And so we're also probably not talking about a peer-reviewed journal, are we? Right. So the, the um, and I guess the other, the question I had, uh, the other question I had is that the ones that rejected it, did they give grounds for the rejection or did they just say no? I mean, did, were, did they, I mean, Clearly, some of them read it. If they if they send it back with, I mean, somebody knew that they were getting played. If they send it back with, you know, some some Star Wars quotes in it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not all journals are considered equal. If no. if they had managed to get this, you know, um, if they managed to get this printed in, you know, Nature and Science, no, we we have a real problem, right? Yeah, but well, I I guess the question that I would ask about this then is. Does the average person know the difference between a quality journal and a not quality? Well, how, but so does the, that, is the average person going to possibly be fooled by something? Like I don't. This? I don't think so. The problem. The reason I. The reason I say that is that. Well, most the average people, person. The average person has no idea, right, about journals. If they hear something is in a journal, and even if they say it's peer reviewed, when it's just I got my friend Danny to look over it, you know, well, people are going to be fooled by that. They get fooled by things by words like. Uh, um, clinically tested or whatever. Right. That, yeah. But here's the here's the thing. If if this is being reported somewhere, the reporter is the one reading the journal. The average person never picks up a journal. And the thing about the so the the thing about the that is kind of cool about the open access journals is that anybody can go and read this stuff off of them. But the, but the, also the problem is is that the um it is a low bar to get published in them and i don't think that this i don't think that that's something we didn't know cuz anybody can set up a journal i can set up an i can set up a journal and and, and you know and and publish stuff so there's no um there's no criteria there's no i mean uh, anybody can do this right but to be but for it to be recognized as a highly qualified you know uh, as a highly qualified source we we know which journals those are but if some, but if somebody chooses to print something from a low quality journal and pass it off as if it's a high quality journal, yeah, most people aren't going to know. You're right. 
But is that any different than any other fake news? I mean, does it even need to be printed in a journal, or can somebody just write an article and say they say they got it from a journal? I mean, what, what, who, what, who are we talking about that's reporting stuff from these journals? Well, if you're talking mm. fake news, you're definitely talking CNN. Well, <laughs> I mean, the president says so; it must be true. <laughs> yep. I mean, we have those problems now, right? I mean, are, are, but are those? I mean, do we have a bigger problem? Then, then I mean, this it is a problem. I see, I see the problem you're talking about. Um, but has anybody else tried to do this? Not that I know of. The answer is yes. Peter Bogosian and his partner did this with um, uh, with a study, and I didn't, and I didn't take the time to look at it. But he was roundly criticized for doing this too. Um, it's the conceptual penis as a social construct. Um, okay. Yeah, and so um, yeah, and here's the thing is that. Um, the article that they wrote after this is was published in um, Skeptics magazine, and part of the problem here is that they wanted they wanted to attack these journals, right? And they and they did a lot more to attack the journals than than these people are. But the only people that would publish them are low quality journals or journals that you have to pay to get published in, right? There is a problem with with all these low quality journals, but it's not a problem with science necessarily, right? And and it isn't scientists that got fooled. The, the your article says that it was scientists that got fooled. What scientists got fooled? The people pub, you know, the publishers may or may not be scientists. We don't know that. My guess is the publishers are not scientists. Yeah, I would I would guess that too. So so saying that but scientists they are, got fooled. They are publishing as a scientific journal in order to make money as a scientific journal. Yeah. See, there's the problem. Because if they are, if the if the one publisher is charging for articles to be published, then then that's kind of a financial goldmine. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not as worried about this as the as the person who wrote this article. Well, I'm not as worried about it as I am now about uh, dog autism. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if, if you're ready to move on, we'll move on. <laughs> I take it he's ready to move on to people who actually believe their animals are no, getting guess, autism I, but from. I mean, I guess, uh, dumbass. Do you think that this is a big problem? <laughs> <laughs> not the autism the, the 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 journal publishing i mean what, what what's the what's the what, what's your take on this my take on well uh i'm looking through the uh the article uh the the first article uh on the vaccine thing here from uh, a website okay. called the vaccine so obviously not a biased website at all <laughs> well okay I, i'm sorry i was talking about the previous article i was i wanted to know what your, what your take on the journals was but Oh, my take on the journals. Didn't I already tell you that? I don't know. What, I, I don't know. You did. Maybe I didn't catch it. It's just, uh, yeah. The, I mean, obviously, the scientists are the ones who are best able to sort through what is a good and good journal and not so good journal and what, uh, uh, what um, studies might be more worth looking at than others. And uh, you've got, uh, hopefully, you've got good uh, science communicators who who have an inkling about how to present this stuff to the public, but just so many people are willing to grab onto any study that supports their view without even looking into it more deeply. So, yeah. and that creates a lot of problems out there. So I guess, Mac, that the, what kind of what the, what the story is pointing to is that we're just adding noise that people have to sift through to get to real science. Yeah. Is, is that, is that really? The yeah. Point? And uh, I've said for, I've said for a long time that uh, it would be good to teach skills in, in reading some science papers or, or understanding basic uh, statistical ways statistics can be manipulated and understanding how how to read basically science papers and stuff in, in order to like elevate the discussion. I think that kind of thing should be taught in school as well as skepticism and critical thinking. Yeah, yeah I tend to I, – I agree. All right, now I feel like we could move on. Okay. So, so Mad Cat, tell me mm-hmm. about my why why all of Max birds have autism. <laughs> oh no, well, no, I I skipped the rabies vaccine on my birds just for this reason. <laughs> just for this reason. Mm-hmm. And rabies is the one to skip too, because that one that one really doesn't man. Well, rabies is mostly mammals, so. Can birds have rabies? I don't remember. I know it's mammals. All oh, yeah. mammals. So, so, so your bats, cute little seals are going to eat the crap out of you. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, so so autism spectrum disorder in pets raises a pet vaccination rate rise. Yeah, is that people? It it says that there's a rise in it, but it doesn't really provide any real evidence that there's 
any kind of rise. So they're suggesting the 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 article is suggesting there's a rise in autism in animals, mm-hmm. where there wasn't even a stable uh, reference of it in the first place. Uh, they haven't. How many people have ever heard of a, a dog or a cat with with it? But <clears throat> is there? Uh, it's not something that's said an awful lot. Is there? Well, they're, they're they're basically. It looks to me like they're taking something that 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 uh, uh, veterinarians the might call canine dysfunctional behavior, mm-hmm. yeah. which sounds like a catch-all term kind of deal. But uh, they're saying, oh, this is. We, we think this is related so to autism. We, we think this is doggy autism. Yeah. Which. Uh, basically, I mean, it's reason. Someone started saying that. Basically, that there's autism in kids if you vaccinate them. Uh, well, that must happen to animals as well. Yeah, what's that guy's name again? And it um, went from there. <clears throat> Andrew Wakefield. And they have never diagnosed actual autism within a dog or a cat. So I guess that's the real point. Is it, Has there ever been an official diagnosis in an animal of autism? No. 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 Not as far as I know. And, and honestly, they're talking about they're talking about 85% of a bull terrier litter um, tail chasing and having other affected behaviors like explosive aggression, partial seizures, phobias, skin conditions, gastrointestinal issues. Um, well, and yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, <clears throat> okay, could this also be symptomatic of overbreeding? That could be symptomatic of overbreeding or inbreeding. <clears throat> and this was a specific litter. I mean, you're not going to get an actual anything from one litter of animal. Um, right, and, and and animal behavior is a lot harder to categorize than human behavior. In a sense, but the thing is, is that there there is a difference on how animals react to certain things. Like the bull terriers are saying they're reacting because they're chasing their tails. Well. They don't have their tails. Their tails are chopped off by the time they're a couple weeks old. Of course they're going to be chasing their tails. Dogs chase their freaking tails. They do that. Yes. <laughs> Cats chase their tails. Cats chase their tails sometimes, too. Yeah. Yes. But uh, so, some of these dogs do have repetitive repetitive behaviors, like chasing a ball over and over and over. I know, and they must be they must be putting that on the human population as well because the humans they've taught the humans somehow from these diseases um to throw the ball for yeah this that's is... not that hard to teach actually um <laughs> and you know their their obsession with the red dot could that yeah be, right uh, autism that related too. i mean the red Wait, dot okay red so dot. so i found a list of symptoms for autistic uh, autistic behaviors in dogs it looks like that comes with fever headache Nausea, vomiting, agitation. Oh, fuck, I'm reading a list of rabies symptoms. Never mind. <laughs> well, there's a consideration in here, too, where it says that uh, the rabies vaccine makes it so that the dogs have the autism. They, It said, oh, sorry, my brain went dead again, but that it uh, gives them the same, the same reaction with the rabies vaccine as if they'd have rabies, the same as if they had autism, which is pretty strange because they're mentioning how the dogs go rabid and mean most dogs actually don't go mean most dogs actually go uh they slump they they're more sleepy headed they don't want to do anything all right so i mean uh, here, here's the thing you said so they're they're trying to make a parallel between autism symptoms and rabies symptoms yeah do we do we think that dogs do we think that dogs with rabies go rabid and mean because of old yeller maybe <laughs> right i'm just yeah. wondering because that is pretty that's a pretty strong cultural image of the the boy taking his dog out and shooting him i don't think an awful lot of the younger uh generation know a lot about that i've i've actually talked to people and they're like old yeller what's old yeller yeah i haven't so, shown that to yeah. my kids and and i feel like i should <laughs> <laughs> well but i didn't catch what john saying, said how those Tell those same people about polio, and they haven't the faintest fucking clue. Well, but, okay, but here's that's exactly the problem. That I mean, that we're now we're running into the same fucking issue with 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 vaccinating, you know, our animals as humans. Children, they're doing it with animals. Now. Yeah, yeah, because because they're they're 
And there's not one documented case of autism in animals. And I don't even know how you would diagnose that. Diagnosing autism in humans is, is some pretty specific things. And, and Mac joked, you know, about being nonverbal, right? But it, yeah, but I did that before the I did that before the show. But, yeah, I made the remark that that the dogs with autism, a lot of them are nonverbal. <laughs> yeah. Every dog is nonverbal. Uh, and so that, that's not an yeah, so I mean, yeah, how, the free show, yes. <laughs> to even think that you can apply these symptoms to dogs is asinine in the first place. They may, it, it, it's, and I'm, I'm looking through this article, I don't see it like they say that um, autism symptoms are on the rise in pets. I don't see that they've provided a, any kind of evidence that there's any rise here, right? So, I no, so, no, the. The only thing that's vaguely scientific in here is that the, they, they established that there are similar biomarkers in children with autism that they're finding in the affected dogs. But it also sounds to me like they might have been looking for those particular biomarkers. That's exactly what they're and doing. We don't, know, we don't know what those biomarkers mean in dogs. This is no different than self-diagnosis of autism. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's what's going on here. It's, it's like it's like self-diagnosis of anything. It's none of these are official. None of these people that are making these. It's, it's like self. It's like saying I I have a um I have a sexual addiction, right? Something that's not in the DSM at all. Right. It's no different than that. But I mean, like, yeah, if you're going to claim that uh, that dog autism is rising, and that and here I guess they they're calling it canine dysfunctional behavior. Okay. So show me any evidence that canine dysfunctional behavior has risen in recent years. And also show me evidence that autism of dogs has risen in recent years. Even that wouldn't prove it, but that would at least be something. And even if that's the case. They're also denying the ability to get other vaccinations, not just the rabies. They don't want parvovirus. They don't want uh, uh, to take the canine distemper ones. Or heartworm. Heartworm and stuff like that. Heartworm can kill your dog in not very much time, actually, and it is very like, infectious. Like hours or days, yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, even if that was true, that we had that that yeah, we had a rise in in canines, you know, exhibiting these behaviors, wouldn't we have to look at um, at breeding practices first, Mac? I would wonder about breeding practices. I I had a discussion with uh, my roommate the other day about the fact that when I was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, pugs looked nothing like they do now. They were larger. They were, um, their noses were a little bit less snouted in. They were a little smarter. And we're making them more puggy by breeding them into puggy stuff. Um that's the way it is with an awful lot of animal yeah. breeds. There's a lot. There's a lot of things in pure breeding these breeds of dogs, where over time you emphasize these characteristics to the point where you emphasize a lot of bad stuff too. Exactly. Um, they in in uh, Origin of Species, which I did not get through because it's an incredibly dry book. They were talking about pigeon breeding and how you could breed these incredibly extreme pa- traits into pigeons in like three generations or less. Yeah, you yeah. And here's the thing is that the idea of a purebred dog in the first place is kind of a strange idea considering that all dogs are the same breed realistically, yeah. right? I mean that there's not that much genetic diversity to call them different breeds. But they do take out whichever qualifications they wished and put into others. Um there's a lot of that done with cats as well. You get the you get the collie type breeds and you get the uh, Siamese type breeds which they both cat and dog owners had had breeding them to get their faces really thin so the cranial uh, the cranial cavity was not big enough for the brain to grow properly within the head you're going to get speaking of which, that yes. speaking of which collies are the only dogs that are not nonverbal because they can clearly communicate when Timmy fell down that fucking well <laughs> damn straight that's lassie for you. <laughs> yep. Now, as far as cats go, I understand that cats are all the same, are all the same species as well, except for one. That's those fucking hairless ones. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are from space. Those are related to mole rats, I thought. So, so the um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the um, Egyptian ones do look. 
Okay, so, so like the, the... I I got sent a I got sent a video by my daughter of hairless cats and facts about them, and I just keep looking at the cats going. Why? It's not right there. There's something not right there. Hmm. Okay, Mad Cat, give me the bottom line here. So is, is this a thing? Uh, I mean, the bottom line is that people are taking what's going on with children right now, with people not wanting uh, vaccinate, and they're putting it on animals as well. Well, and then there could be another factor in this also, because no dog porn. Ah, yes. Um, Dog videos, things about dogs, articles about dogs, which are really um, dogs are freaking holy right now. If you can put up a dog article, that's like, if you pardon the expression, that's like freaking catnip. (laughs) So it's like putting up cats on the Internet. So. If you're trying to get, if you're trying to get attention paid to your cause, do it to a dog. You know, dogs in dogs trapped in hot cars change the law structure in a bunch of states. Now, if you can't contact emergency services, you can legally break the window. I, I think, and those are good things. Those those kinds of things are. I mean, it, it's well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying I want dogs to die in hot cars, but I'm saying that if you want attention on something, put a dog on it. Well. A dog um, or a cat, I, either one. Yeah, but people love dogs more than cats. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you honestly. It seems like people really, if you want more attention on it, cats do funny things, but cats are not people's causes. So Dogs are people's causes. Is that the first honest thing you've said? No, not the first <laughs> honest thing. Maybe tonight, but not the first <laughs> honest thing ever. So, okay, so so you, you have two articles in the Victories article. for Common Sense about, about the about, vaccinations about. as well. So what's what's going on here? The other two basically say against what the first article did say. It's basically vaccines don't make them autistic and your animals need to be vaccinated. Otherwise, they're going to get these bad issues which are dangerous to the animal's health and life and well-being. Plus other people's animals as well. Because many of these diseases like canine distemper and, uh, well... They are very uh, easy to have other animals catch them as well. So you're putting your animal in danger, you're putting everyone else's animal in danger, and you're putting a danger of, in some cases, the infections themselves are able to regenerate and change quite rapidly. So you're putting other animals in danger as well. and well, in, possibly the, in, the, in the case of rabies, that easily transmits <clears throat> to humans. Mm-hmm. So we yes because so we if have, the dog bites someone or okay cat, what makes the hard. sources that are saying that this isn't a thing better than the sources that are saying that isn't a thing that these people actually have well this facts. first one that uh, she she puts on is from science blogs which is, right. sounds like a pretty good source to me well it, it it just depends on who they're reporting right so who 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 yeah. are they saying is 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 saying it's not a thing let's see the the person who posted this is Orac. Uh, uh, so, like, one thing, this science blogs is not uh, is not citing Samuel Hahnemann as a as a good source. <laughs> so that's one point in their favor. Well, no, I guess is it did the other did, was Samuel Hahnemann pointed as a source in the other one? Oh my god! <laughs> if you're gonna point, if you're gonna quote homeopathy, you've already lost. Yep. But I guess the point I'm getting at here. I love the here, fact that they're referring to homeopathy as the one quackery to rule them all. If I put these, if I put these side by side, how how is my mom supposed to know which is true? Well, the first one of the of the ones of common sense does explain point by point what each section means, and um, it. Uh, make comparison to what is said in another document as compared to what is the real truth of the matter. Uh, for instance, where they were, they're saying about autism-like conditions, and as pointed out, what are autism-like behaviors in dogs? How does one recognize or even quantify such behaviors in canines? How does the analogy work? And, and those are all good questions, but it's still, I mean, I mean, one of the things that we're facing is that most people can't tell the difference between a good article and a bad article. That is very true. And and, but and unfortunately, the, the this other article thing that you too, cited, who's this, allowed to write an article? article. Yeah, anybody is allowed to. Write. I can write. Yeah. I can. I can write an article. Yeah, any I mean, of us can write an article. 
I mean, this I can go in tomorrow. I can go in tomorrow and change the name of my blog that I write from from Mr. Smith's Plastic Hideaway to you know Mr. Smith's Plastic Science, and you know People then I've got the difference exactly. How are and the, and this is one reason why I've been such a proponent of uh, teaching kids in school how to like recognize good sources and how to like think yeah. critically about information that you're given. Yeah, because well, that's I... just a place that we as a society have fallen far short. I think. Here's the, here's I wish we could do some the... kind of training like that, but no one ever seems to be able to even figure out how to do sex training in schools. Well, yeah, that's a huge <laughs> problem. Here, here's the, this is from. Well, yeah, but there's more of an agenda about sex training than there is about dogs. This is the first response to the article from the vaccinereaction.org. It says, mm-hmm. My child has regressive autism. And once again, that's not a thing. We know that it's autism no, spectrum disorder. Um, their immune system uh, system were damaged by vaccines, and I was a hostile, uh, and and I used a holistic protocol to help heal the immune system. I mean, so obviously, so this person already, I mean, is off the rails, right? From my perspective, yeah. right? <clears throat> Well, and well, the other thing is they're referring to as an immune system, right? Well, he says um, that he, well, she's but, this person is saying my ch- that their immune system was damaged by vaccines, and they use a holistic protocol to help heal the immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the see this article caught my eye because I believe the immune system and triggers should be checked before vaccinations are given. I am not surprised by any backlash. I was told by the medical community that vaccines were were not the cause. Nothing, nothing to see here. My child, my child are healing because I listened to those looking for solutions. <sighs> okay, okay, leaving out the English. <laughs> English out of the way here. <laughs> yeah, get the English out of the way. Um, number one. Here's the problem that one of the problems and, and, and I was there, right? When the when the doctors are telling me that I need to get my child vaccinated, I was listening to my mother who was giving me bad information. And I finally got good information and my children are now vaccinated. But the problem is this person is this idea that the immune system is damaged and should be checked first is ridiculous. We and you can tell people, listen, every time you lick your finger, you're taking in more more things for your immune system to fight off than you're getting in that little vial, right? Mm-hmm. There's billions of things on my finger versus the one or two in the vial. But but we have in and and and, and goes right back to your point that we have this huge lack of miseducation that that people are not getting, right? Yeah, huge lack lack of proper education yeah. on so, such but, things. Yes, I but, wonder if it goes. I think we back focus to... too much on some of the wrong things in school a lot of the time. Yeah. I wonder if this goes back to this the the kind of uh, this fear of science in that seems to be so prevalent in this country, <clears throat> and the fact that it can't be good if it comes from a needle. Here's here, and so this is the last paragraph of the article from the, the from the vaccinereaction.org. Given the current laws requiring annual or three year re- repeat rabies vaccinations and the routine veterinary practice of vaccinating pets annually, it may come as no surprise that we are seeing an increase of autoimmune disorders and autism-like behaviors in pets. There's nothing to do with them. Right. And this is the other problem is that we don't autoimmune see... Autoimmune system is different Do, do our pets really autism. required to be vaccinated on an annual basis? I don't know. They, I, I know that they are required to get some vaccinations. <laughs> annual or biannual basis, yeah. 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 But, um, yeah here's if your the, dog is... If your dog is picked up without rabies tags, I think that that's that's going to be a fine. If it if it's still the way it was when I was when I was growing up, yeah, and that might that's be different the way in the U.S. Still and Canada. Is, at least in Canada, if if you have a dog, the dog has to be vaccinated, and it also has to have its tags and everything else. And in Edmonton now, we also have to do that with cats to have tags once every year because people didn't like them getting into their gardens. Okay. So I, I had, I, this is my perspective on dogs. I don't have them. Um, but I had two dogs when I was growing up. Mm. We had Bridie who was a beagle, chihuahua, God knows what possibly terrier mix. 
We called her a mm-hmm. Heinz 57, which means, you know, there was a it's little a bit of every dog in there. It's a we had So we had Bridie. And then later, as Bridie was getting on in years, we had Babette, who was a, a poodle. Bridie got vaccinated every year for rabies until they finally told us we needed to only come in like every two years. So she yeah. got vaccinated every two years for rabies. And that dog was smart. She was alert. She was attentive. And she lived to be about 17 to 20 years old. Babette, on the other hand, if there was an autistic dog in this world, I'm pretty sure Babette would have been that dog. And I'm pretty sure that her autism came from being a freaking poodle. <laughs> <laughs> Poodles um, are, are completely <clears throat> interesting breed because like any any type of animal, there's good breeders and there's bad breeders. And there's quite a possibility of there being a bad breeder who inbred or just did not breed properly, did not watch what where they were what they were doing well and and it may also have a fact it also may play back to the fact that poodles regularly get their hair cut in what a fashion that can only be described as humility uh yes i i've worked in grooming and i have to admit to not having done that to poodles yeah i did that one of my parents parents dogs dogs for the heck of it it, but but, hey i uh, my understanding is that uh groomers cannot leave the scissors in with the poodles when they're grooming them and leave the poodles alone with the scissors okay. because the poodles will take their lives. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't blame them. So looking over this site, the vaccine reaction, I every everything on here is is very much anti-vaccination. So you, we can pretty much conclude that, that this is... Yeah, exactly. Called, so, uh, vaccine reaction yeah. is all anti-vaccination? Well, but he, exactly. So you can kind of conclude, you know, just based on that, looking at this, that, that there's not a single article on here that looks like it's like this, like it, like where vaccinations might be a good thing. But I bet... And the other thing is that so they they've obviously got they've obviously got um, a slant here. Whereas the science articles that that were put up here later from scienceblogs.org, they generally they they blog about all sorts of things. But do they have an agenda? You know? No, they just they're reporting on anything scientific that they happen to find. So yeah, so it's probably overall a, a, a and it source. may be that yeah. they're it may be that they're reporting opinion. It may be reporting that they're on opinion. But at least if they're reporting on anything and everything, they're at least getting a wide range of things to report. But in the end, my mother is still going to believe the other side. And that's what's yeah. scary about this whole thing is that it, that it might not even come down to which is the better source. It's, no, it's what it's you already what, what you already have a belief specific of. specific person believes yeah. in. Yeah. So and anyway. How so, easy they're manipulated. Well, yeah. 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 It, it comes down to people's confirmation bias. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we've got and, to do, and fear manipulates people a lot more strongly than you know than calm words of okay there nothing's wrong going on here right that the research has been done and the conclusion is that the vaccines do not cause autism and and that Stories goes without saying love. at this point i mean that research has been done and you can point mm-hmm. to it um you can i think it was heinlein who said something to the effect of <laughs> you can sway a man far more readily far less readily by appealing to his reason than you can by appealing to his prejudices. Yeah. And you get a little Fox News in the hen house and uh, you've got fear all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you can kind of understand it too a little bit. Like if you have, if you don't really understand the science, if you're not really equipped with how to understand understand good arguments and critical critical thinking, thinking, and you've got one person on one side, if you've got one argument on one side saying danger, 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 somebody on the other side, the argument is like, there's an there's echo an here. Echo. Yeah, there is an echo. Um, hey, there's the, an echo. Everybody, everybody that's not talking, uh, actually. <laughs> but not, you've got, uh, I'll, I'll try to continue. You've, you've got on the other side, oh, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, just the, uh, under the principle, if you don't understand either argument on the principle of, well, better to be safe than sore, you're going to go with the one that's saying danger, danger, danger. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, sky absolutely. is falling. Yeah, yeah that, well, that's the problem. The other thing is, too, is that there are so many things that has been done that it's easy to come up with a conspiracy theory about almost anything just by saying, well, at one point of time, our government did this. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. It's hard. And so, unfortunately, I, I think that, that that's where we leave this, uh, is on this uh, is on this depressing note. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, so can I take, take these uh, coffee grounds out of my underwear now? Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, if you want. I mean, it's really up to you. I mean, if you don't want your penis to work, you take them out. Your Say good night, everybody. You'll be fine. Just leave them there. You'll be fine. <laughs> Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's good another, night. One, of the, that's another <laughs> one of the dogs can. <laughs> <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons, share alike, no derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.